Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out, right now. My best mates are down in Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready for a different kind of Vegas experience with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. Welcome once again to Las Vegas, Nevada, a place that's associated with Elvis Presley. Accordingly, it's full of Elvis tribute acts, hundreds of them. But it's also home to the very best. His name is Justin Chandor, and you will meet him today. In addition, you'll also hear from our regulars on The Wine World of Eddie O, featuring America's first master sommelier, Eddie Osterham. We turn the tables on Eddie and find out what his favorite non-wine drink is. On Luxury Living, Vegas style, Katie Medrano of Flipping Vegas discusses the days of subprime lending and what is available today. Brett Maley of Pawn Stars will advise you how to find the right place to purchase art if you're not in Vegas. And finally, your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, introduces you to the sphere. Great acts in Las Vegas. You go to think of well, the old Sinatra act and so forth. Then came along Elvis Presley, who is synonymous with Las Vegas. So much so that there's all these Elvis impersonators all over Las Vegas. They made a movie where they talked about that kind of thing. But we got the best, the absolute best. This guy is incredible, Justin Chandor. And you can actually see him July 6th, Saturday, over at the M Hotel, which is a great location. Justin, before we even get into this stuff, everybody agrees pretty much. I mean, the, the people that have seen you in, in action and stuff say you are the best. Do you have a love for Elvis Presley, first of all? Because I don't see how you can do what you do without really uh, admiring what he did. And really, it's truly a tribute. I have a major love for Elvis Presley. Um, you know, he was one of a kind. There's never been anybody to sound like him. Um, the sound that he had was very unique. Um, the look he had was very unique. I mean, he, uh, people are still coming pompadours today, yeah. you know, uh, all over the world. Uh, he was, uh, he changed the world. You know, uh, if you, if you're an Elvis Presley fan, you know, there's no explanation necessary. If you're not an Elvis fan, there's no explanation possible. I mean, he was just great. <laughs> yeah, he really was. And when you think about it, he had a couple of comebacks. He had the famous one back in the end of the 60s, 1968, with the comeback tour. And then even the stuff he did in town here and in Hawaii, that was a whole other look that they said it couldn't be done. What a waste of time. And he turned, he turned the city on, and consequently everybody came here to see him. So exactly. you try to pick up that energy in your show, and you can really see it. Well, we try to capture the uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? The nostalgia you know, of, yeah, well, of yeah. what it was about to hear the – 2001 intro, Space Odyssey, uh, you know, the drum beat of Ronnie Tut, the, the guitar licks of James Burton, and the whole sound he brought to Las Vegas. Uh, it was just very hip, you know. There hasn't been anything like it since. I mean, we have, we've had, you know, Tom Jones, Wayne Newton, and that was kind of like a reminiscent of what those shows were back in the 70s, you know. And, uh, but Elvis 
That was Elvis was different, right? I mean, that was a different thing. There was a, a certain world-class act like, hey, you know, I don't know when I'm going to see this again. I got to exactly. go. Well, they did a review on him one time, and they said when he walked out on stage, it was like a prince from outer space or something. Since, of course, he's been gone for decades at this point. But people say, my God, I think I saw him again. That's how much you can bring back that excitement. And I think that's a real tribute, not only to him, but really to you to put so much effort and to really let people relive that. And people especially that weren't, didn't have the chance to go see him to kind of get a feel of what that was like. That's, that's what it's all about, you know, trying to recreate that feel, that, that magic, um, that sound. And uh, I think we do a pretty good job, you know, uh, We've had a lot of Elvis's uh, friends, Memphis Mafia, you know, come out and see us before, and they came out with us after the show and told us great stories, and they really appreciated what me and the rest of the guys do on stage. It's, it's not just me, it's the band that I have, you know. Uh, I've searched the internet nonstop for years to find, you know, guys who can play that stuff just like the record. And what's great about it is these are guys in their 20s and 30s. They weren't even around when this was going on, but yet they'll look at each other and say, let's play Madison Square Garden's version, or let's play the Aloha, or let's play, uh, uh, you know, 1969 International version. And they all understand what each other, the language of what's going to be played and how different the groove is going to be and the licks are going to be. And that must have been really important to you all this time to get that right mix, because you can do what you do, but you got to have that kind of almost perfect scenario to be able to recreate that. You have to. It's not, about, it's not all about just putting the jumpsuit on and trying to sound like him, you know, because that's one thing, but the music is what Elvis was all about. I mean, you don't put the radio on and say, Elvis, great jumpsuit. You put the radio on, you say, wow, they sound great. Absolutely. Now, you do the 70s Elvis, right? That's kind of where... I do everything, from. but the show I'm going to be doing at the M Resort, we're going to try to recreate what happened here in Las Vegas, what it was like, you know. No, uh, no cheesy productions, no dancers, no uh, stuff like that. Just, you know, the horn section, the, the band, the, the whole thing of what the sound was, but we're not, you know, we're not adding to what he did. We're trying to do it like he did, but... Well, and really, you're going to try to show his versatility, right? Because you think about where he started even in kind of the early Ed Sullivan stuff, mm-hmm. back to when he was doing these Mac Davis hits about subjects that weren't even talked about. Uh, you, they said, oh, he can't do a blues song or talk about in the ghetto or something. And, man, he pulled it off. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, in concert, he, he did what he wanted to do, but he still threw in the songs that made him famous, like All Shook Up, Hound Dog, you know, Don't Be Cruel, Teddy Bear. He put a different arrangement on it, but he... Uh, he still played them for the fans, and we'll do that, too. Well, that's good. That, that, that's excellent. Now, you've been doing this for a while. You started at 16 years of age. Yeah. Did you just know, like, you looked in the mirror and go, I kind of look like him. Let's see if I sound like him. <laughs> uh, my grandmother, my great-grandmother used to call me her little Elvis every time I'd come to the house. Um, I, 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 how did I get to? Oh, yeah. My mom bought me a clone set back in, like, 1991. It was, you know, perfume men's clone and it had a cassette tape and I, I listened to it and when I went to my grandmother's house you know I I, I kind of like got into Elvis like any kid would get into like Batman or Superman and stuff and uh, and uh, I did, my grandmother saw I took a liking to it so she started to say you look like a little Elvis you know <laughs> and so I was always called Elvis from like nine years old and when I was going to high school people started saying it to me too 
moved to Vegas when my parents split up. And uh, my mom was going to put me back in, in high school. I was like 15, going to 16. And, and I, I said, I, I don't know if I want to go. I, I want to be like Elvis. You know, I want to become a rock star. You know, I was kidding. But she got me an audition because my mother's like that. <laughs> and I, I got the job at the Elvis Rama Museum. More with Elvis tribute artist Justin Shandor in just a few moments. Time now for the Wine World of Eddie O, featuring Eddie Osterlin, America's first master sommelier. Today, we'll ask Eddie what are his favorite drinks that are not wine. What are my other favorites? Well, you know, one of the things that uh, I like to do comes from my three and a half years in France. People in France, when they have people over... The first hour is called l'heure d'apéritif. It's the hour of the aperitif or the aperitif hour. And they serve usually um, bitter components, b- bitter cocktails like Lillet, Dubonnet, Chinar, whatever. And these are things to kind of stimulate the appetite. So I love serving people aperitifs because almost no one has them at home. And you should have a bottle of Lillet in your refrigerator all year long. I mean, it's just everyone likes it and it's new and different. Consequently, another way is people do amaros, which are bitter, and they serve to complete or arrest your appetite and complete the meal and finish it. So I like amaros, and I like, you know, digestifs. Then, you know, when it comes to whiskeys and gins, I mean, I just like to experience the best of the best. I always, if someone says, you know, this has got the highest rating from all the critics, I want to try it and say, see if I agree. Because, you know, it's, it's fun to taste great things. And, you know, I don't mind spending some money sometimes when you have to get the best. So quest for the best, I call it, you know. Always, I'm always trying to show something to somebody they never had before. Eddie O will be back next week with more tips on power entertaining and more ways to enjoy the wonderful world of wine. When you visit Las Vegas, you're always looking for fun things to do. And I think one thing you got to put on your list is the Neon Museum. It's fantastic. What a way to learn the history of Las Vegas. But by the signs that go back all the way to the 1930s. The lobby, in fact, is a restored shell from the old La Concha Motel. It's a lot of fun. The staff there is incredible. Really unique Las Vegas experience. So you can learn the history and have a blast. Go to neonmuseum.org. That's neonmuseum.org. You will hear more from Justin Shandor, named the world's ultimate Elvis at Graceland, in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Gentle Giants Dog Food Batman. I'm Burt Ward, Robin from the Batman TV series. I was the Caped Crusader, and now I'm the Canine Crusader. After rescuing and feeding 15,500 dogs for 23 years, my wife and I created a natural, low-fat, heart-healthy, made-in-America dog food and special feeding and care program designed to help all dogs live amazingly longer, healthier, happier lives. Our dogs are living as long as 27 healthy, active years. Yours can, too. That's twice their normal lifespan and triple for some breeds. Would you like your dog to live as long as 27 years and still be active and healthy? Gentle Giants Dog Food is complete nutrition for all dogs and puppies, all ages and sizes, and is different from other dog foods without the greasy coating and high fat content that can shorten your dog's life. Try our Gentle Giants life-enhancing dog food for the longer, healthier, happier life of your dog. 
Hey, Bugsy, you hear the news about Vinny? Yeah, it's a real shame he owed money to the IRS and they finally cut up with him. Just like Al Capone. If the IRS can get to Capone, imagine what they can do to little old Vinny, huh? Poor cat, he was on top of the world, then bada-boom, bada-bing. What Vinny needs now is an offer he can't refuse. Hey, you got a tax problem? Does the IRS claim you owe them a bunch of dough? They can get you too. So call the tax relief line now and learn if you qualify to negotiate your $10,000 plus IRS tax debt for up to a 75% savings. Don't be like Al or Vinny and get busted. Make this free call now. Learn how you may be able to pay the IRS less. Call now. 866-657-8517. 866-657-8517. That's 866-657-8517. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Andy Film Minute. Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube may today be part of the world's vocabulary, but when the Internet first opened to the public in the 1990s, few could have predicted how radically it would change our society. Well, except for Josh Harris, the man behind Internet television and the subject of the dynamite documentary, We Live in Public. Set during the Internet boom of the late 90s, the film follows Harris as he comes to prominence with the creation of Pseudo.com, the first online TV network. Soon, growing bored with Pseudo, he began crafting a series of Internet-based experiments. Quiet, We Live in Public was a human habitat for 100 people offering free booze, endless food, and cameras at every turn, including the bedroom, all to stream everything live on the Internet. He even put himself and his girlfriend on view in their New York loft in a project following their every move. Harris is a remarkable eccentric subject with a brain as big as his ego. Watching his crazy plans come to fruition is nothing short of fascinating, especially when the police get involved. We Live in Public is far more than a profile of an unknown Internet pioneer. It's a meditation on privacy, intimacy, and celebrity. We Live in Public. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Hey, Kevin, thinking about saving for retirement? Yeah, but how do I start? It's easy with Avvo, a retirement coach. Let's learn the Avvo bet. A is for taking action. Not anxiety? No, Kevin, you're going to be fine. You sing? Barely. V is for variety. Huh, change up my strategy. Okay. O's for optimize your savings. Let Avvo lead the way. Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Now, let's return to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to the great Elvis tribute artist, Justin Shandor, who can be seen on Saturday, July 6th at the M Resort Spa and Casino. You know, also get into this business, by the time you got in, there were a bunch of Elvis impersonators, and you got to not only fight all this competition, but you... you 
you kind of, in my mind, defeat the idea of, oh, let's laugh at the, the Elvis impersonator. Yeah, because I see people look at these things and go, hey, he's pretty good. <laughs> you know, because they, first they want to make fun of it. Oh, look, somebody's impersonating Elvis. And then they go, wow, this guy's all right. <laughs> That's, it's funny that you said that. Uh, there's a lady who's, you know, who's like my business manager right now and kind of working for me, handling me. She, uh, um, she said the same thing. She, she first saw me at the M Resort many years ago when I first did it. And uh, she was dragged to the show by her friends. And uh, she's like, I don't want to see an Elvis impersonator. This is going to be crazy. You know, right. they're all the same. And uh, she came to the show. A few, few years later, she's pretty much almost managing me right now. You know what I mean? She, uh, yeah, that's cool. She helps me out a lot. She works for me and uh, does a lot of stuff that I don't know how to do. You know? Well, yeah, right. That's important. <laughs> that's wise. That's important. But yeah, we attract people to, to this show who, who don't expect it to be musically that good, but it's good. Yeah, well, and I think part of it is, too, they don't realize how really great Elvis was. You know, because a lot of people didn't grow up with him the way we did. That's a lot of things we hear from people who didn't grow up with him. I mean, because he passed away so many years ago, almost, what, 40 years ago now? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of people who come to the show who had never seen that, never seen him, or they just know from a few movies or songs, and then. They go home and they buy Elvis records. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And you realize, well, this guy was really good. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like I try to tell my kids: this is really the roots of what Elvis did and what Chuck Berry and those people did. The stuff you're listening to today doesn't doesn't happen if it, if they're not a success. That's right. Well, Elvis and the Beatles changed the world. You know, it's not easy to do that, but they did. And his personality was important, too, because going on to Ed Sullivan at that time, a lot of people were, were again, I guess he may, maybe he faced this all his life, were expecting not to like him, right? Oh, this guy's crazy, and he just shakes his hips. And then you realize there's more to him, and he was a nice guy, too, which I think a lot of people don't realize. Exactly. Like what Ed Sullivan said, he called him back out and gave him that little encore and said, this here is a fine young man. Yeah. And... uh he really was a fine young man. He, he didn't have a bad bone in his body. Uh, very giving, very generous. He remembered where he came from, you yeah. know. A beautiful person. He's, he was a human being. Don't, you know, everybody has their flaws. But when it came to treating other people fair and well, he was good at that. Now, when you do the act, like the M, do you do all the thank you very much and all that stuff? How does that go? <laughs> I, I, don't, I really don't use the personality as a put on I try to just be me because you know really any good actor who takes on a role they, they kind of put themselves in it yeah. and makes it more real so I put a lot of myself in there a lot of my influences I take on stage with me I'll take influences of uh, of Sinatra's voice Pavarotti uh, you know Mario Lanza even Stevie Wonder and I try to feel it in that way because when he went on stage he had influences as well he's wearing the cape because of Captain Marvel he grew up with that and the curl in his hair he wanted, it was like a superhero you know yeah. and uh, he had gospel in his on stage he had rock on stage he had the orchestra he sang opera music every genre so I try to do the same thing I take what I love on stage I think people see that too because you know you, you dress up like him, you look like him, but it's not one of these kind of goofy impersonations that you watch for five or ten minutes, great, and then move on. I think you know I showed some people some of the stuff you've got online, 
and they're coming back to me and go, wow. I mean, that was actually fun to watch. It, it was a different thing. And they're listening to it for the music, which ultimately is the most important part of this whole thing. Exactly. It really was. Well, now, you've been kind of an international success. I mean, I'm looking all over England, Australia, Malaysia, Canada, Sweden, and you're all over the place. Do they, I guess the one good thing is at least they've seen or heard of Elvis because he's worldwide. Do you kind of get a kick out of going to a different com- country and kind of, you know, getting out of here where there's a bunch of Elvis people and then going, wow, this guy's good? It blows my mind. You know, Elvis never went overseas, you know, uh, except to Germany when he was in the army. Yeah. That's the only time he really went overseas. And when I, when I do go overseas, the people treat it like it's real. Yeah, yeah. Because they never had the opportunity. They don't even have people. I've got people around here. Oh, I saw Elvis, and they tell you about it. They don't have that opportunity. I played to a crowd in a small town in Sweden, and the whole crowd was dressed rockabilly, and they were my age. I made the mistake of, of going down to shake someone's hand and, and give a kiss. They, pulled my sh- they ripped my shirt off. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's getting out of hand I here. needed security to take me off the stage out of there and... And back, and it blew my mind to, to see that like I'm I'm not a star. I'm going home to my normal house and you know kids and stuff. And it's just but it does really it make cool. you think of what Elvis went through because he was getting that all the time. Well, it's it was dangerous to be him. You know, they just he would get hurt, but they just wanted a piece of him. You will hear more from Justin Shandor. Named the world's ultimate Elvis at Graceland in just a moment. Time now for Luxury Living Vegas Style with Katie Madrano, star of Flipping Vegas, seen on the DIY Network. Check your local listings. Last week, Katie talked about the new tax laws. This week, Katie looks back. Different from the the new the new taxes, um, the new tax plan. Subprime was an entirely different beast. It was a situation where. Quite literally, you could have any job, say any income, have no money, have horrible credit, and there were even some loans that they factored in appreciation because it was such an inflated market. In other words, there were loans not just at 100%, there were loans at 105%. In other words, 105 to 110, so you put zero money down, you had no income. It was just, it was outrageous. It was it was greed run amok. So there are some people on some of the um, comments that I've received, it's like, oh, you can get any loan now. You, I'm like, no, loans are incredibly, compared to subprime, there's nothing like it. We're nowhere near that arena whatsoever. You have to prove income. You have to verify assets. We're not doing 110% loans. Like every facet of a loan that should have been regulated was not. And that's not, now that's not to say that it's, it's hard to get a loan because actually not. If you, if you have some minimal requirements and now the assessment, this is an internal uh, bank uh, risk assessment, those numbers were ignored for, f- during the subprime market. Now they're not. They're, they're for, perfectly assessed with uh, risk management, with what people tend to do with patterns, and, and all the things that should be in place to make sure a person that gets the loan can actually pay it, stay in their home, and we don't experience the same thing. So you can definitely get a loan. You don't need perfect credit, but it's not a situation like it was with the subprime market at all. You can find out more about Gady at GadyRealEstate.com. It's spelled G-A-D-Y. You will hear more from Justin Shandor, named the world's ultimate Elvis at Graceland in just a moment. You are listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi nationwide on the BizTalk Radio Network. 
The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is how you Vegas. When you go to Las Vegas, you have to know what you're going to go see, and there's no better place on the web to go than VitalVegas.com. You hear Scott Robin, our Vegas insider, every week. What are people going to find when they go to your site, Scott? Everything you need to know about Las Vegas, from shows and restaurants and a lot of inside dirt that you won't hear anywhere else. And a lot of photos, too, and a lot of snark, right? That is the case, (laughs) yes. You can't miss it, VitalVegas.com. The two tight ends are lined up as tight ends. Back goes Darrell to pass. He's looking for Smith, but instead goes down the middle. Chester, touchdown Raiders! That is the Oakland Raiders. No, not the Oakland Raiders of 2017, but the Oakland Raiders of 1972. And that's what we're talking about on a new feature called RaiderHistorian.com. You go there and we have every week different highlights from years of the past, including a look back at Al Davis, the owner, all the great games, the rivalries, the philosophy of the team, and so forth. It's a must as the Raiders head to Las Vegas in just another few years. If you're here in Las Vegas, you got to know that history, and if you're from Oakland and L.A., you'll want to relive that as well. RaiderHistorian.com Some knowledge belongs to us and us alone. The way our girlfriends walk, talk, touch their hair, details that only a sister can know about her girls but what about our other girls the ones we carry with us every day our bond with our sister girls gives life but knowing your breasts can save it go to knowyourgirls.org for the facts you need on breast health brought to you by susan g coleman and the ad council Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid Minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving.
A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. So are you tired of being tired? Well, then it's time to get the tea. Hey, it's Lisa here to tell you about this all-natural, all-organic tea I've been drinking that has had great results for over 20 years. It's called Life Change Tea, and it's specially formulated to help detoxify and cleanse your kidneys, liver, colon, and blood all at once. The colon is one of the most ignored organs in the human body. The faster that waste is eliminated from the body, the less time that waste sits in our intestines, spreading toxins to our bloodstream. This tea helps cleanse chemicals caused by outside intruders from our entire digestive system. And get this, weight loss can be a side effect. And with continued use of the tea, you can experience clear, healthier, younger looking skin, increased energy, and a happier outlook on life. So if you're tired of being tired, get the life change tea at getthetea.com. That's get thetea.com and like me you'll be glad you did you're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi you are listening to Elvis tribute artist Justin Shandor who can be seen on Saturday July 6th at the M Resort Spa and Casino. Our next guest was named the ultimate Elvis tribute artist in 2010 by Elvis Presley Enterprises, and he's currently on tour with his show, The Ultimate Elvis Concert. Please welcome Justin Shandor. Justin. And of course, we got to talk a little about the David uh, Letterman thing because ah, first yeah. of all, it's a big deal to be on David Letterman. I mean, that's national. But he loved it, and he's a guy that is kind of man on Shawan about acts. So that's really something. Did it kind of take you by surprise? It took me by surprise. He loved us. Um, Paul Schaefer loved us. The producers loved us. Uh, we didn't expect that kind of treatment, but they treated us like stars. You know, put us in beautiful hotels. Uh, the rehearsal. Uh, there was Bones Malone was on stage from the Blues Brothers with us. Not a lot of people know that, but he's in the band. Uh, so to us, it was really, really surreal. But he he was so nice to us. He he gave me an encore. He's like, man, sing it again, sing it again. Yeah, that's great. And you know, it's funny you bring up the Blues Brothers because if you think about it, part of their deal, you know, Ackroyd and Belushi decided um, they're real talented guys. But if we're going to do this, we're going to do it right. And they brought that great backup band that they had that was super. And that's kind of what you did with this with this act. You you've kind of weaved that together over time. You have to, yeah. That's the way Belushi took that serious. Right, that was, right. That was a thing to him. He went on a tour with that Blues Brother thing. Uh, yeah, he, he took it serious. I take it serious, too. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I think that's kind of an interesting uh, way to look at it because, you know, I remember seeing the Belushi thing. It was on Saturday Night Live the first time, and you kind of laugh. And then you go get the album, and you go, hey, this is actually really listenable. It was great, you know, and they oh, put that yeah. movie together. The movie you can forget about, but the but the, the performance is not only of them, but the other people. And I guess that gets back to surrounding yourself around with uh, 
real talent and so forth. Of course, well, of course. Uh, you, you become like who you surround yourself with. It really is true. <laughs> exactly. Well, in a town like Las Vegas, you've got famous people coming in and out, entertainers all the time. You get people ever dropping by your uh, act to take a look at it and uh, talk to you about it? Well, here in Las Vegas, I haven't been performing here in Las Vegas full time like in right. a few years. I did Million Dollar Quartet for like five years when that was here. I've done a small stint with Legends in Concert, but uh, but yeah, we get people who come by who've seen me all over, you know, all over, all over the world, and they'll they'll hear I'm in Legends or they'll hear I'm there. But uh, mostly our stuff is on the road, so that's why this Vegas show is kind of a rare thing. It's like I only do about two shows a year here in Las Vegas of my production. Right, right. So. Well, that's exciting. We want to make sure everybody knows, again, July 6th at the M Hotel. And you've worked the M before, right? A good, good yes, facility. Many, many times. It's beautiful. It's, it's in the pavilion. It seats about, I think, 2,000 people. Man, so nice. we've always done well there. And, uh, you know, hopefully we get to come back every year as long as you guys keep coming out and seeing us. <laughs> we're, we're definitely going to. You're a young guy, right? So as you go further on with this stuff... Kind of young. Yeah, you know. <laughs> younger than me. So uh, what do you see for your future? I mean, I obviously keep doing this. Do you ever have the uh, desire to kind of try to do something original, that kind of thing? It's funny you mention that because I am working on stuff in Las Vegas. Um, I got a team of people who want to do some original stuff with me. I do very different kind of music. I grew up really with like... You know, Elvis, but on the side, I love jazz. My first concert I ever saw was Oscar Peterson. Wow. Um, I love the American Songbook. I'm going to be doing stuff, you know, original here in Las Vegas starting really soon in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. And Well, that's outstanding. Well, we want to talk to you about that, and we'll, we'll come back with you sometime. Because I think the Great American Songbook, it seems like it's kind of a standard. I mean, you see guys like Rod Stewart, even Paul McCartney, trying to do some of those things, because I guess the music was just so great. Well, I tell you what, you know you're a good singer if you could sing melodically and the lyrics correct to a standard song, because the melody is just beautiful. It teaches you how to be a better singer, I believe. Yeah, it's, well, the Gershwin stuff and what have you, uh, it's timeless. It's very timeless. And that's sort of the deal with Elvis in a way, too, right? I mean, some of his things, even in the world of rock and stuff, it's really timeless. I, I, I don't think you can do a rock history, I don't care who you are, w- without starting with Elvis or at least Elvis and uh, you know, Chuck Berry and those people. Well, yeah. well, Little Richard, Chuck Berry, they, yeah. they were the first, but Elvis paved the way for them to really become heard and become big stars and get their songs all over the world i believe yeah well part part of their uh, or part of elvis's thing was too he was they used to say he was the white guy that could actually sing black which it's really unfortunate some of that great music people didn't even hear of because of ridiculous uh ideas you you can't listen to this type of radio but elvis kind of brought that stuff together because as more people heard it then they found out about some of those people he broke racial barriers in music i believe because People didn't know those songs were written by... I mean, they probably knew, but when they heard a, a white boy sing it, who sounded black, was very rare. And especially how pretty he was. Right. All the girls were looking at him, you know? So it helped. You like that, don't you? Because <laughs> you look like him, so that's no. a good thing. <laughs> no, and nobody looked like Elvis. He, he was uh, yeah, he was unique, one of a kind. Time. Yeah. yeah, God broke the mold when he made that man. There's people who resemble, but they don't have his magic. 
again, it had to be somebody with that look, with that personality to get through a time when the big hits before, if you ever listened to like one of these serious on fifth, you know, fifties on serious or something of that nature, you know, it was, uh, Johnny Mathis, maybe, mm-hmm. a, you know, Paul Anka, but there wasn't anybody out doing what, what Elvis was doing. No. And not with his look and especially with the way he moved that caught people's attention. You know? Yeah. Well, do you and do you do that on the show? Do you? Uh, kind of, of course. But um, yeah. <laughs> I, like I said, I'm getting a little bit older, and things hurt, and things don't move as well as they did. So I don't do the '50s Elvis that much anymore. <laughs> Blew out my knees doing MDQ, Million Dollar Quartet. <laughs> the '50s Elvis, he was incredible. Not only could he sing, but he could move. Uh, the energy was ridiculous yeah. <laughs> that he produced on stage, and it was unlike anybody else, really. So. <laughs> you ever been approached to do something like one of these things like Jersey Boys did the Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons? Because I, I think you could do it. I mean, it's one of those things where I, th- I think people would like that story and kind of not the cartoon version of the story that a lot of the things we see about Elvis ends up turning into. That would be amazing to be able to get a role playing Elvis like that. The closest I got was playing Elvis in Million Dollar Quartet, you know. Million Dollar Quartet was like, was like Jersey Boys, but it was the hillbilly version. You know, because right, right. you had Elvis, Jerry Lee Lewis, Carl Perkins, Johnny Cash, and it was it was great. It was right up there with Jersey Boys. And those guys did tours, I recall, didn't they, in the early days? Million Dollar Quartet? Well, the, you know, Elvis and Johnny Cash and those people, they used to kind of barnstorm. They did, yeah. They show a little bit of that in, like, the movie Walk the Line, how they were all on tour, and Jerry Lee, Elvis, Johnny. The Sun Records team, you know. More with Justin Shandor in just a moment. Time now for your Vegas Art Minute with Brett Maley, the fine art expert from Pawn Stars and art appraiser from Art Encounter, a great gallery right here in Vegas. It's so good, in fact, that I recommend if you're in Vegas, drop by and see what you like. But if you're away from here, let's ask Brett what he recommends. If they don't get out here but they're listening to the show, Brett... I know you say it's kind of like buying a used car. You want to buy it from someplace that's going to stand behind what they have, know what they've got, not cheat you, work with you, and so forth, because there are charlatans out there just like any other thing. What should they be looking for before they pick that gallery and so forth to work with? Well, I think the the first thing they need to do is do their research to to vet the entity. I mean, for example, just speaking to Art Encounter, my company, we've been in business 26 years. We've got an impeccable track record. We've dealt with everything from, you know, Renaissance art all the way through to contemporary decorative works. So you want to make sure who you're buying from is reputable. And again, if if you have questions about that, as you mentioned, Stephen, uh, if you can reach out to somebody, be it a, you know, a, a certified appraiser or a dealer who is known to maybe help you answer some of those questions. I try to keep a a real nice long uh, list of sources that I've come to trust through my 26 years in the business that I can refer people. Here's an auction house that's, you know, good, or here's a dealer that's good. So even if you're not here locally, you can always call Art Encounter and we can try to steer you in the right direction. Don't forget to visit Art Encounter on your next visit to Las Vegas. You'll see contemporary artists, old and modern masters. You'll learn all about custom framing and Brett's specialty art appraisal. You can do all of that on your next visit. Please go to artencounter.com. That's artencounter.com for more information. You will hear more from Justin Shandor, named the world's ultimate Elvis at Graceland in just a moment. You're listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network. Right there. 
Do you own a real business that makes real money? Not just an idea for a business, but a real revenue-generating business. Then we have what every business needs to run and grow. Cash. Call the Business Cash Advance Line, and in just five minutes, you could be well on your way to securing up to $1 million in funding for your business. Use the money however you want. Try new advertising, buy inventory, purchase equipment, or pay taxes and other bills. Call now to secure up to $1 million in less than a week. The process is quick and easy. Call the Business Cash Advance Line to speak with an account manager now. Representatives are standing by, so if you need to get up to $1 million in working capital to grow your business, don't wait. Call right now. 800-445-1099. 800-445-1099. Call now. 800-445-1099. That's 800 445 1099. Times are changing. The circus of politics, healthcare's low standards and high prices, and let's not forget food quality. What to do? Arm yourself with life change tea at getthetea.com. In a world of chemical imbalance and poor air and water quality, it's time you make a move. Log on to getthetea.com and stock up on organic non GMO supplements. Don't forget the tea. Getthetea.com. Cleansing your body never felt so good. And we have a brand new tea called Takedown Tea, which helps support healthy glucose. All natural body support so you can be at your best naturally. All you have to do is log on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. We're not a fad that comes and goes. We are the real deal. Join us and armor up. Getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Changing America's health one teabag at a time. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Andy Film Minute. When we first saw the best exotic marigold hotel, we were surrounded by a sea of blue hair. Not punk dye job blue, but the natural old age gray kind. And boy, did they love this story. Seven elderly Brits succumb to promotions of affordable luxury retirement living in India. Predictably, upon arrival, their accommodations offer less than the luxury depicted, setting the stage for a rich tableau of reaction, story, and experience. This film features prime British acting royalty. Dame Judi Dench, Dame Maggie Smith, Bill Nye, and Tom Wilkinson, to name a few. Not everyone may recognize these names, but suffice it to say that their mastery in the art of character would make utterly fascinating their reading of a dictionary. And they have been given a wonderfully sensitive and comedic story to complement their considerable talents. Sure, the storyline of aging, hope, disappointment, staying positive, and facing death turns out older viewers. So, not about the young? Of course it is. Time marches forward and all can thoroughly enjoy contemplation of what is current for some and future for the rest. Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Out in theaters. Discovery through rental. Angstrom Minerals represent a quantum leap in nutrition. Liquid minerals offer a more concentrated and quicker boost because they integrate into the body faster. Unlike that handful of pills you take every day, Angstrom Minerals bypass digestion and go directly to the cells. Try Angstrom Minerals for your body, your health, and your life. Register online and use your account to save 5% off your retail order every time you shop. Some restrictions apply. Please visit ElementalResearchInc.com.
Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi. You are listening to Elvis tribute artist Justin Shandor. Make sure to see him on Saturday, July 6th at the M Resort Spa and Casino. For the show out of the M, uh, you mentioned you always do some of those early songs like um, Hound Dog. I I guess people just expect it and kind of demand it, right? You can't do a show without doing Hound Dog, you know, especially if there's a younger younger people out there. I mean, every kid loves the song Hound Dogs, so, and every girl loves the song Love Me Tender. You have to do them. And then what about the later Elvis? Because that was really, he was doing some different stuff, all good, just a different type of music. He kind of evolved as music evolved. Well, yeah, he, um, he was doing what was popular at the time, and that's how he stayed, you know, he reinvented himself, if you think about it, from the 50s Elvis to what he was doing in the 70s. I mean, you have to reinvent yourself to, uh, yeah, exactly. to keep going. One last thing is, is you're doing this in Las Vegas. He's really the guy responsible for this whole idea of residencies, which we now take for granted around here, right? I mean, yeah. coming out here. Uh, there's nothing like that anymore out here, you know. Uh, we had residencies like, you know, we had Danny Gans before this all kind of stopped like big time stop uh we had danny gans we had uh, uh, siegfried and roy wayne newton sinatra and elvis presley liberace too yeah elvis was the one who started all out he had he he brought so many people here from all over the world because he was such a huge star and it's amazing that he had a bad his first trip back in the 50s was sort of a disaster (laughs) Mm -hmm. he played with shecky green (laughs) wow yeah and uh he came out on stage and people just right. clapped real soft. It wasn't his audience. No, it wasn't his audience at all. No, but his audience grew up with him and came back to Vegas and it was a whole different ballgame. And kind of gave you the idea for that age that, hey, Vegas is a fun place. We're going to go see the superstar, but then we're also going to have fun out there. Opened up the city to a whole new group of people. Yeah, it did. Opened the city to a whole new group of people. Vegas was that Rat Pack scene back in, in the old days, which was I would have loved to have witnessed that. Oh, yeah. You know, but, uh, but Elvis did, you know, he was part of an iconic culture. He, him, him, and, him and that crowd all grew up together. That's what it was, you know. You know, it's funny. I hear them talk about the, you know, the Rat Pack and those guys. And I would have, like you, I would have loved to have seen that. 
But the one thing I see different is those guys were having fun. They were slurring songs. Elvis took it uh, personally in the sense that his stuff was always perfect. I mean, mm-hmm. he wasn't uh, – his performances were important. But it's funny because that, that same crowd of people learned to appreciate him in the 70s. Right. I right. think because he's, he was singing, you know, romantic – not romantic, but he was singing songs at the time. And they were all good songs. And you can't deny that. Yeah. Well, you know, and it's even like the song "My Wife." Who can take that from Sinatra? But he put his own spin on it, yeah. right? My way, uh, what now, my love? Uh, uh, I'll remember you. Those are all kind of jazz songs that even Sinatra covered. Exactly. So that's what you're trying to do then, too. Must it's, well, it's you got to you got to do something for everybody, and I think Elvis did that too. Well, you got to see him. Justin Chandor at the M Hotel, July 6th. Uh, tickets are available, I assume, everywhere. You can go, of course, to the M Hotel. Go to the M Hotel. Go to the M Hotel website, you know. Speaking of websites, we should send them to yours. It's a great website to get a feel for you. What's, what's the website, Justin? JustinShandor.com, and follow me on Facebook, Facebook Justin Shandor, and Instagram. We will do. Thank you so much. Look forward to seeing you again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Time now for your Vegas insider, Scott Robin of VitalVegas.com, discussing what the new Sphere Arena will be like. So what's going to happen with the Sphere? Because this is going to have the capabilities of doing incredible things, and it's going to be an unbelievable venue, but a lot of seats. And at some point, you're going to have to put some really uh, top-name entertainment in that place to fill it. Yeah, it's kind of a MSG Sphere is a new arena kind of not really arena it's an entertainment venue let's call it that it's literally the shape of a an orb uh it looks like amazing technology they're doing it in conjunction with madison square gardens those folks it's going to have an internal video screen along the walls of this orb so like an imax kind of thing and then it's going to have an external video screen which is seems amazing because if you wanted to you could put a projector on one side and then project what you're seeing on the opposite side and the thing will look invisible. It'll be like you're looking right through it. Anyway, so that's some of the bells and whistles, but part of the bigger question is who's going to perform there? This is not a sports venue. This is an entertainment concert venue. Um, So there's a a lot of kind of outstanding questions about is the demand there because you've also got the Raiders Stadium coming online uh, uh, around the same time, I think, and you've you've just got a lot of seats to fill. I had heard that the number was about 100,000 new entertainment venue seats coming online. The demand at the moment is just not there. They're having trouble filling the seats, circa at 50% uh, capacity. So... you know, more power to them because it's going to be big and beautiful. And there are there is demand for live entertainment for residencies, but the the Celine situation is so rare to have a, an entertainer who can perform for years and sell the place out. It brings tons of room revenue, casino revenue. I don't I don't know how you replicate that, and I certainly don't know how you fill a stadium. There are so few acts that can fill a stadium. So, I'm the one. I always sound like a naysayer, but I think caution is warranted in the case of bringing all these seats online. Just as I say, it's there's caution needed in bringing all these rooms online. You talk about Resorts World and thousands of rooms coming online when visitation is flat. That's tricky business. Well, and this is a place where you can see disappearing acts, because what happened to the Astral? I mean, they were going to have this place. It was this kind of cool-looking building. as if gone. What happened? The, the Astral is a proposed hotel. This is sitting across from uh, Mandalay Bay. 
Uh, this gentleman bought a Motel 8. Right. <laughs> it's kind of in no man's land. If, if you think of it, it's kind of near where the Welcome to Las Vegas sign is. Uh, the only thing that's on that side of the street is the failed observation wheel, Skyview observation wheel. This is one of those projects that's it's never going to happen. Uh, it's It seemed uh, like a reasonable price by Vegas standards, but there's no reason to think this this individual has the wherewithal or investors to get it done. Uh, so I put it in a pile of things that have been kind of proposed and you'll get a fancy rendering and they'll you know the local papers will report on it like it's a thing but it's not a thing it's it's there are a number of stalled projects that have beautiful renderings never to be heard from again and i think this is one of those well thanks for listening next week the show will feature an expanded edition of your vegas insider which will give you an inside look at the upcoming circa hotel and casino and the effect it will have on downtown las vegas Have a great weekend. This is Stephen Maggi reminding you, Vegas never sleeps. Vegas, here we go! The Orleans Hotel and Casino. Over 1,800 rooms, 70 lanes of bowling, an 18-screen movie theater, 8,000-seat arena, fabulous dining, virtual reality, a giant race and sports book, and the biggest stars are in the Orleans showroom. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, where the action is hot and the parking is free. The Orleans Hotel and Casino, two blocks west of the Strip, and just minutes from the airport. Book online and save at orleanscasino.com. This is How You Vegas.